Welcome to 3 In, 3 Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast. On 3 In, 3 Out, we like to dive deep into the micro moments of the game, the nooks and crannies, if you will, because that's what fanatics do. I'm your host, Clinton Bonner. Find me on Twitter, at Clinton Bonn. And I'm joined by the great Brandon Schultz and find him at Seahawkers Pod on Twitter. All right, Flock, let's dive into the sober yin and raging yang that is 3 In, 3 Out. Go Hawks. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome once again to another episode of 3 In, 3 Out, the most unique Seahawks podcast out there. I'm, of course, joined by the one, the only, the great Brandon Schultz. Brandon, Brandon, I got a, I got a joke for you to kick things off. You ready? Is it a knock-knock joke? It's I, a knock-knock. I love these. Knock-knock. Who's there? Foreign. Foreign who? Foreign O, baby. <laughs> <laughs> How'd that hit? Ah, uh, you're hot blooded today, Clinton. <laughs> Checking the scene. That's it. We we all got a fever. We all need some more cowbell. And and now, Brandon, we are four and zero oh, out of the gates. What for the first time since uh since what what year was it that we 2013, went? Twenty thirteen. Just the second yes. time in franchise history for the Seahawks that they are four and zero. Oh. Yeah, that's it's it's a good feeling. It's a good start. And, you know, we'll get into the ins, the outs, the whole thing already on three and three out. And one thing I do want to kind of say out of the gate is after the game, I don't know about you. I was hearing lots of folks kind of like down about this victory, like a little bit like a little sideways, a little a little like not so satisfied with it. What, what was your, you know, the immediate takes that you were hearing out there? I can see where you would have that feeling, especially in about oh the third quarter of that game, because. When it was 17-15 and the team just was not moving the ball all that great where they were moving it and then had an interception in the end zone, it didn't feel great. It felt like they were trending toward a potential loss and it was frustrating. So I think that's where that frustration comes from. But then we see the Seahawks, you know, two straight touchdowns in the fourth quarter, put the game out of reach and everything is right in the world. Yes. You know, you, you get to a point where there's like four minutes to go and you're up 16 you know, not even 15, not even one two-point conversion, but up 16, four to go, game, game is over, a garbage time, touchdown, who the heck cares, and away we go, we're back on a plane 4 and 0. So we'll get into it, of course, we'll get into the ins, we'll get into the outs, this is three in, three out, and for me, the big thing was, you know, I, I, I just thought they, I just thought there's so many people were coming down on this start, I'm like, wait a second, did we not just go cross-country, you know, uh, go play a, a feisty team in their stadium, come out with a W, come out injury-free, and we got to go back home and go play a primetime game against a team that we kick the crap out of every single time. Did that Did that just not... Oh, and by the way, did we put up like a stinker, 12 points, Brandon? Was it like a 12-point, you know, win or something? No, and I think that's where, you know, having that life perspective of the last time in my life that uh, the Seahawks won in Miami being, you know, more than half of my life ago, back when I was still in high school. The fact that they just don't win all that often in Miami, I, w I will take it any way it happens. And even if you go back to that 2013 season, Clinton, it was the it was the fourth game of the season where the Texans were up 20 to three going into the second half. And the Seahawks needed 17 points just to send that game into overtime. Richard Sherman lost his shoe. Stephen Hauschka yes. had to kick an overtime field goal. We didn't have any of that. We just outscored him in the fourth quarter this time. 
Yeah, we just we just outscored. We didn't need we didn't need Matt Schaub throw a, a terrible pick, you know, an ill-advised pick. That was Schaub, right? I, I believe at that point. Yeah, it with all like you said with Sherman's shoe flying off and the whole thing already. Didn't need any of that. We just put a put a casual game away and put a, put a little, little bow on it. So we'll do that today on three and three out. And you know, as we dive into it, Brandon, I think the you know the the good listeners out there, the flock, the fanatics, the the twelves. Most of them may, maybe know by now, but we have some guidelines on three in, three out. We're going to go over the good side of the ledger, the bad side of the ledger. We're going to hit everything in the middle. However, this, you know, with those guidelines, it's just there's one rule. There's one rule we have to abide by. It's the one thing we got to do every single week. What's the one rule on three and three out? Yes, if there's one thing that I've learned from a movie like The Gremlins, three rules is way too complicated. So, <laughs> you know, no bright light, keep them out of the water. There was a third right. one. I can never remember which one that was. So we cut it Don't. down to one and nothing <laughs> terrible has to happen to Santa. The one rule is when we win, we start with an N. We start with an in. We don't feed ourselves after midnight. That's the third gremlin, by the way. But that's all good. But we, but way more importantly than gremlins, we start with an in. So let's get on over to it because, man, Brandon, I keep this ledger, man. This thing, I was oozing. I was overflowing with ins this week. So I, I got a lot to share with you. Ooh, we got an oozy show today. All right, Brandon. So we're going to start with with one of my favorite plays of the game. And frankly, you know, it happened early. One of the things that, again, I hearken back to listening to some post-game wrap-up and then listen to the media, you know, the, the traditional media, the podcast media, and people coming down on the Seahawks as, as if they played some poor game and, and woe is us, the sky is falling. We, we still only got one sack. Yes, I, I get all that. I want to talk through a, a bunch of that. First series of the game. It's 0-0. First series of the game. We get another Karch Cry tip by Barton. We get Neil with the INT. However, I want to give the in to the big man zooming around the edge who caused all the, the disruption in the first place. Brandon, I'm leading a bunch of breadcrumbs there for you. Who's that first in going to? Who's that guy? I had the same guy down on the inside of my ledger too, Clinton. You know, nice. after we've done the show together for a while, I try and watch for those plays that I know you're going to see too. And it was Benson Mayoa coming around the outside. And I don't know if he got his mitt on that football, but it was awfully close. It was close enough to where I gave him the assist or whether, and maybe it's one of those hockey assists where Benson gets the <laughs> assist and then the dude that tipped it up in the air, was it Barton? Was it KJ? It was Barton. It, was, it, Barton. Was, yep. uh, it was in the hands of Neil for his second interception of the season. Yeah, and so, so number one, great job with the, with the two assistant hockey because, again, that is the correct usage. That, that's how hockey works. And I absolutely, I went back and watched it a couple times. He absolutely gets his mitts, you know, not on the ball, but on his arm. Mm. And, and or like completely disturbs his, his arm path, if you will. But Mayo is the one who's bringing that heat. So when we sit back and go, oh, we only had that one sack with Rush and, and Monet and they, they share that beautiful, that beautiful hug and that beautiful moment. Yeah, great. But we had two picks. And in the first series of the game on the road, when we're getting the ball to start the second half, their first series we turn into an INT because we get heat on, I think, the third play of the game. Is that the third play? Very close. Play number four. Play four. Okay, so that, that's some first down in there, and then away we go. The fourth play of the game, we get disruption. That's just a big in because, yeah, you, you could tell me that we only, we only recorded one sack. And sometimes, Brandon, the way something feels is actually more important than the box score. 
I think throughout the game, we did a pretty decent job boxing in a wily bearded quarterback. And Mayo has started that out. So I'm going to just give him that big in and say, big boy, keep shining. Good job. Big in. Definitely an in worthy player, Clinton. If you go to the PFF stat sheet, too, he was the second highest graded player on defense for the Seahawks right behind KJ Wright. He had five pressures on the day, which led the team. He had four quarterback hurries. He had three tackles and two stops and uh, those two stops just right behind KJ. So overall on the day, one of the best defenders on the field, uh, according to the eyeballs and according to pro football focus. Look at that. Isn't it nice when things come together? Okay, Brandon, so on three in, three out again. For those who don't know, we dissect the micro moments, the nooks, the crannies, if you will, of three amazing things we saw on the good side of the ledger and then three of the maybe the not so hot moments or just trends or things that were kind of like, you know, pickling our brain here a little bit, making us scratch our heads a little bit saying, what the heck is going on? So, Brandon, I'll lay this out for you. I got a little, you know, you talked earlier at the onset about, you know, getting a little antsy, getting a little, hey, it's 1712. Hey, it's 1715. I think one of the reasons that we were kind of stuck in some doldrums a little bit too often were these first down runs to Travis Homer. Like, you know, I, 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 I don't want to crush dudes. I, I don't want to come down too hard on our, our, own, our own players. However, got to call it like I see it. There was one in particular, 17 to 12, Q3, 330 to go. And Carson has like a big ripping run up the, up the left-hand side. One of his bigger runs of the day. I think he had like 20-something yards in that run or 18 or 17 yards. Beautiful run down the left-hand side. And then the very next play, Homer loses three. And then the very next play, it was a sack of Wilson. And it was just that we just got those things stacked up against us when we had the momentum taken away. I it's it's not so much me being like hanging an O on, you know, Travis Homer. It's more in the fact of like the way he's being used. I realize I realize that's probably Carlos Hyde giving him a spell. I've just seen enough of this guy where I just don't think he's that explosive or that special of a dude who's going to like make guys miss. You know, when, when there is a when there is a breakdown back there, we don't have great blocking. He's dead in the water. We saw DJ Dallas. He got a couple touches. He had a bunch of dudes missing him. And Carson's always kind of special back there with if things break down early, he makes a dude or two miss or just goes through them for some yards. So for me, I don't want to see much more Homer in that role. And what do you think? Do you think he's going to get, you know, keep getting chances there? Or is this time kind of almost up in that role? I'm guessing he's probably going to continue to get his chances. But like you, in this game, it was obvious who the number three guy should be. And that is DJ Dallas. Now, it's it's kind of tough to come down on Homer on a game where he gets his very first touchdown of his NFL career. So I guess he has that to hold on to in this game. But on the <laughs> same side of the coin, it uh, it wasn't until that third down play, that third and forever play where Russell hands it to him on the draw and he gets eight yards up until that point. He was negative three on his three runs on the day. So four carries, five yards total on the day, and he needed an eight-yard draw play on third and 24 to pick up that that eight yards to get him into positive territory. Yeah, good way to pull those out because that, that puts a puts a fine point on it. And, you know, congrats. I know he's a second-year guy and he wanted to be a, a great contributor. 
big touchdown, huge touchdown. But, you know, maybe we'll talk about that, that a little bit later in three and three out. I'm just with you on this one. I just don't want, I don't think he should be getting that many touches is what it boils down to. And on the, I'd say on the flip side of that, you know, the flip side of this out is maybe the micro in that, Hey, when, when DJ Dallas did get his chances, I don't know, Brandon, he looked, he looked elusive. He looked, he had a good spring in his step. He had, he had dudes missing him. So I do think with a little bit of experimentation with hideout, you got the two dudes that, that went to school right there in the U and you know what? I mean, to me, man, DJ just shined a little brighter. I know it's a small sample size. I get that. But it was like clear and evident that that DJ just possesses some skills that I just don't think that Travis has. All right, Brandon, you know that sometimes we go streaking, sometimes we go theming, right? So so on this one, I'm going to just carry over the theme that many people after the game, that what, what I heard was that that we weren't sharp, that we weren't as good as, you know, in a in a game where we scored 31 points on the road in sweltering heat and pretty disgusting humidity. We, we just weren't sharp. In a game where all they did was kick field goals into basically garbage time, we just weren't sharp. You know what? I rarely, rarely go to this gentleman in three in, three out because so often he's the most obvious person to talk about. However, I want to talk a little bit about Russell Carrington Wilson. I want to talk the first drive, the third quarter. It's now 17 to nine. We have a beautiful drive going. Now it's third and seven. And Russ does this beautiful evasion of a sack. Like 92% of other quarterbacks, they're on their, they're on their, you know, what? they're on their duffs, you know, punting fourth and long. He ducks around a guy, jukes one guy, and he just bolts it you know, old timer leather hat style Russ, where he just he just running as straight up as fast as he could, gets that first down, extends that drive. He just and this is at a point where he just basically sucked all the momentum out of Miami to to get into halftime. He played, in my opinion, actually quite a quite a good game. Now again, Brandon, I'll pass it to you in a second. I know how this ends. I know he throws an INT where he's trying to hit trying to hit Metcalf in the end zone, and that drive didn't work out. However, that mentality of closing out that first half big and then coming out in that second half and just extending and getting big third downs with his legs, it was classic Russell Carrington Wilson. And I want to give him some love in a game where most people are like, yeah, he was okay. That first drive, I thought it set the tone for the second half. And I think that's maybe where people got a little bit bored, but it was also kind of what I wanted to see from the team to be able to close out in the second half, I wanted to see him put the ball on the ground, yes. take time off the clock, especially on a game where the defense was on the field for so long. And especially in the second half, you could tell that that's what the Dolphins wanted to do, too. They wanted to run clock and chew up yards down the field. But it really was that drive that I think set the tone for the second half. And that play by Russell Wilson getting a key third down. It was the only third down up until that interception throw in the end zone. They they just moved the ball methodically down the field. The fact that they were able to take a five minute drive and only have one third down on that entire drive coming out of halftime. I, I think that's pretty impressive. It was beautiful execution. And again, People, I get it. People are going to yell and say, well, he threw a pick in the end zone. Yes, I know that. And up until that moment, it is the exact thing that we, that I wanted them to do. Like you just, you just said as well, like we started mixing in more of Carson. We get that big pickup by Russ right there. It was a beautiful drive to just kind of 
put it right back in the dolphin space. Like, oh, you, you want to eat clock? You want to eat clock? We'll show you how to eat clock. And here's the deal. Okay, he throws that pick, but that's his second of the year. The first one that really, really is attributed to him. He's been basically perfect in the red zone. If they score there, it's about 24 to nine game over, game over. Everybody's clamoring for that. You know, oh, we need that kind of game where we can just sit back and relax in the third quarter. It was one small miscue away from exactly that. And I just want people to think about that. That way it was so, so close to being way more of a blowout than it actually was. And actually, it was pretty much a blowout. And you really did feel like the Seahawks were in control of this game, even when it was 17-15. Now there was the concern that something could happen and it could start to go the other way, but they were in control. They get the two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, really put it away. Yeah, it it got a little bit close with Fitzpatrick. They had to kick an onside kick, but uh, good job by the offense to put the game away late and get home with a win. Yeah, and speaking of that onside kick, just to say real quickly, what a beautiful little play by Hollister. That's not an easy play. That is no, not an easy play. I think uh, I think it was Coach Carroll that called him out. It was like Willie Mays style over the exactly. That's it. <laughs> over say the hey, shoulder. Say hey, kid. Right. That was a beautiful little play. So a little micro in because we like to celebrate all those moments. And we have more moments to celebrate. Two outs and one more in, and maybe a bonus in if uh, if we continue that streak, Clinton. Let's get to it. Coming up next. Okay, Brandon, we are back on the outside of the ledger on three in, three out. Of course, I'm Clinton Bonner. Find me at Clinton Bon on Twitter. Brandon, people could find you at Seahawkers Pod. And Brandon, of course, where else can folks find you? Listen to everything that you got going on because you're putting out amazing content day in, day out. Where could the good folks listen? Yeah, they can tune in, SeahawkersPodcast.com. Check out the show that Adam and I do there every week. And if you want to chat with us on game day, you can go to getintheflock.com, join the Discord group at uh, at the $3 level or at the $12 level and above. You get into our Facebook group where we, we chat pretty much daily. So check that out, getintheflock.com. All good gets, worth every penny. Just, just go do it and just increase your hawkra. Just embrace the fanaticism. Why not? We're 4-0. Embrace it. So speaking of things I want to embrace, I want to embrace DK Metcalf. And by the way, I want to remind everybody, we're on the outside of the ledger, right? Oh, don't I, you dare. I want don't to embrace I want dare. to embrace DK Metcalf. I already love DK Metcalf more than another man should love another man. You know, that's just good, good, good clean love, as, as Lieutenant Drebin would say. And with that, Brandon, uh, my my love for that guy. There's opportunity for more of it. And where does that, what does it boil down to? Third and 11, Metcalf gets a ball in his grill. Now, don't get me wrong. Try getting me right. He gets drilled. I get it. He gets popped. Ball comes flying out. We got a punt. It's now, it's now fourth and 11. Now, I get that it's a tough catch. However, is he going to be, is he going to be Megatron? He's got everything. Is he going to be Julio Jones who <clears throat> scores more touchdowns? Is he going to be Julio Jones? Is he going to be Megatron? Is he going to be an all-timer? That's that's what we're talking about here. Can Metcalf be an all-timer? If he's going to be, that is a catch he has got to come down with. And he he just 
does it too often yet right now still i get it year two first quarter of year two the dude's putting up stats right now that's an out i want to see metcalf come down with that get up point for a first down and get back to the huddle and do it again it's an out because he's gotta make the tough tough catch do you get it do you get it clinton that that was a tough catch because if you're giving him the out for that you don't get it you're giving a guy a hard time. He has three drops on the season, okay? That May, was not oh, one of May, them. That, okay, okay. Three drops on this season. That's For one, that's too high of a number through four games. He had seven last year. I get that. That does not go down in the stat sheet as a drop by him. That goes in the stat sheet as a great play by the defense. And if you're going to give him the out, give him the out for something he knows he screwed up. It was on the interception. He was in the post-game press conference saying how down he was about how he caused the interception for Russell Wilson down at the goal line. He was going low for the football. He said he lost track of the defensive back. Xavier Howard comes over the top, gets the pick. That that would be okay. I could see you giving him the out for that one, but not <laughs> where a defender making a great play, hitting the guy just as the ball gets there. I mean, come on. I love it. These are my favorites when when, uh, when I catch your ire because it's not that often, and 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 frankly, it might be deserved. And, and uh, but we're talking about that that pedestal. We're talking about that next level where he's oh, not you're talking about the next level, Clinton. Only that DK Metcalf through four games of the season has 400 yards. He's on pace for a 1600 yard season. On pace for 12 touchdown catches, and he might even just be getting started, Clinton. All right, Brandon, I'm going to lick my chops a little bit because I just I just took a I just I, you know, I, I as as mom or dad, you were Xavier Howard on that last house. <laughs> I was DK Metcalf. I just pushed your face down into the dirt and jumped <laughs> over the top of you and ran to the goal line. Yeah, sometimes I go cruising for a bruise and that time that time you, uh, you know, you, you put the smack down and, and all I could all I could do is tip the cap and say respect respect. So we're back on the inside of the ledger. I'm all fired up. Brandon's real fired up, which is great to see. I am I want to talk about this my this is my last in. In a game where we put up 31, in a game where I thought there were some standout beautiful defensive plays across the board. My gosh, uh, Brandon, I'm hoping you bring this this one up later. I'm going to go back to to my dog. I think you know where I'm going, but I want to talk about what we did on third and one. What we did on First and goal, second and goal. I want to talk about the last first down of the game before victory formation. I want to give a dude who had his knees twisted by a dirty, dirty non-king of the hill, Tristan Hill, who, uh, from what I read, is grading out very, very poorly. And thank you very much. Continue to stink because you deserve it. You're, you're cheap, cheap guy. And I want to give the in to the way that Carson ran all day long, five yards per per get and those short yardage situations, even on that very last play where there was that, that funky, you know, the, the, the funky uh, lining with the, with the chains and the measurements. <laughs> if you go back and look at that, he actually was a half yard over it. It was a terrible spot. It shouldn't have been that close. Big in to the big dog, Chris Carson, because man, oh man, he deserves it. Chris Carson should be given the in in this game just because he made it out on the field after last week's injury by Tristan Hill. And I think we can get Browns fans on our side in this one because Tristan Hill was the one in on the play. Now he didn't twist Nick Chubb's leg the way he did Chris Carson. He was just blocked into the back 
of Nick Chubb and Chubb went down and looks like he's going to be out for a couple weeks. If Hill were properly suspended for that game against the Browns, then maybe Nick Chubb, he would be okay for these next few weeks. Yeah. I mean, dirty players do dirty things, whether they know it or not, Brandon, that's the moral of that story and heal up Chubb because I, I, I like watching the, actually the Browns are pretty fun all of a sudden again. And I like watching the, 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 uh, you know, Kareem Hunt and Chubb uh, dynamic duo because. Because those, you have them on ball- your fantasy team. I, okay. I actually, actually I don't, I don't, I, I don't think I own a, a Brown, let alone many Browns that necessitate <laughs> an entire Brown rack. However, uh, you know, Chubb's good, man. I, from the moment we drafted, you know what? We're talking about Carson. So I might as well throw some shade at Penny from the moment we drafted Penny. I was like, what did we, we said it, we said Nick Chubb's name really funny right there. Be, be good if we drafted him. So, but back to Carson real quick, just tough yards, tough yards, beautiful blocking. We got some nice blocking, but it's also the moments where there is a jailbreak. There's a dude in the back and he's, he makes a guy miss. It's, it's the little, those little things he does where he's falling forward. And again, Go watch that very, very last play. Watch him fall forward for like another half a yard. And people are all talking about that measurement. No, no, no. Carson got that and and then some because he's super wily in tight, tight spaces. He deserves way more credit than he gets. And what is that now? Five touchdowns on the year? Three receiving, two rushing. Is that right? Two rushing just in this game, too. So, yeah, it's it was a good day for Carson. And it's been a good four games for Carson. I Again, for him just to be out there and to be the starting guy to get 16 snaps when we're wondering if Homer's going to get more carries or Dallas is going to get more carries. No, it's Chris freaking Carson. And yeah. uh, what, uh, what a great performance by him with all the expectations that he may not even play. Yep. And, and in this game as well, where, you know, we, we, we only scored 31 and we were a little sloppy and, and all that and all that stuff. It's like, I mean, it's like you, you mentioned earlier, like, I mean, we're talking maybe the Stan Gelbaugh days, the Rick Meyer days, the Dan McGuire days, where if we had 12 points or 10 points, we were, you know, singing hallelujah 31 and, and yet we're sloppy. And Russell way- only threw for two touchdown yeah. passes. Well, yeah. You know what? He probably would have had four if DK gets that final yard at the end. If Freddie Swain gets his toes down in the back of the end zone, the way that maybe only David Moore can do. And (laughs) if those things happen, yeah, Russell has another four touchdown performance in this game. Yeah, we're getting spoiled, Seahawks fans. Not saying it's a bad thing, actually, but we're getting spoiled. Okay, Brandon, we'll get to the last out here on three in, three out. And you know what happens? We win a game. We win a game pretty much going away. Let's talk about that last out. Just get it out of the way. Here's the thing. As I kind of said earlier for me that I really don't want to see too much Travis Homer out there, especially getting first down runs, kind of feels like a drive killer. And man, oh man, I just think we probably have better ball players out there. I kind of feel the same way about Cody Barton, Brandon. I, I feel Barton just, you know, and, and it's not even like a total Barton as a player thing. What it makes me think about, and I don't like to think, and it makes me think about is going into our traditional 4-3 base defense that we played so much last year because we had no nickel our, our secondary was completely different until we made some trades and we got so torn up playing base defense last year. 
So when I see Barton getting beat, I think about just last year and just getting crushed with base defense. I, I want to run far away from that. So Barton's going to wear the O. I want less base and I want more speed out there. Yeah, the more base that you play, the less you have Ugo Amadi on the field. And he yes. has been one of the guys this this season in the secondary that I have just, I, I think I've talked about him quite a few times here on three in, three out. And it's, but it's not just Barton. You're also taking the opportunity for Shaquem Griffin to be on the field. And when I think of those guys playing the same position in this game, essentially, I think we saw more Barton early, more Shaquem Griffin late. I'd like to see Keem out there on all the plays where you might think that Cody Barton should be out there when he took the guy around with his hands around the guy's waist and just spun him around and then let go. Yeah. I mean, come on. It was just a, it was like a dosy do And that, that particular play was probably when I finally like, you know, put it in stone. Like, no, no, you, you're wearing this. And well, because that, that, it was, it was in the early on in the game where it looked like he was wearing, you know, 50 pound weights around his ankles, uh, trying to tackle the running back. And it doesn't go down as a missed tackle because he didn't even get there. And <laughs> he was, he should have been in position. Uh, I'm with you. And the, the part that's ringing so true for me is like, you know, it's, it's almost parallel to, you know, years of, okay, we're going to smash mouth and we're, we're going to let, we're going to let Russ come back and pull off a miracle fourth quarter win, or we can just let Russ do that from the beginning and then just win the game because we're amazing when we're up by four or six at halftime, whatever that amazing, you know, record is exactly what you're talking with Shaquem. It's like, wait a second. Why is Shaquem like basically only in fourth quarter? You know, they got a pass and just let him rip. What about, what about the first quarter? What about the second quarter? Let's get more Keem out there early. We're way more vicious. We're way faster and get Ugo and get Keem. If you're giving up a little bit of size, so what? So what? You got dudes like Puna Ford for, you know, who just destroy running backs. Get faster, get more aggressive, less Barton, more Keem. 59 and 0 now the Seahawks are when leading by four or more points at halftime, Clinton. That's the stat you're trying to pull. That is the exact stat. So if, if, just let's play the logic game. If letting Russ do his thing, you know, gets us to four points or more at halftime, and we think that Shaquem could have a similar type effect, but on the defense. Well, why don't we do that too? That's, Just that's, do that. Do the thing that works all the time. Yeah, do that more often than the dumb thing. Exactly. Okay, Brandon. Last game, last three in, three out. We started a, a beautiful new tradition. You know, like one is a rule, right? We win, we start with an in. That's the one rule. However, now like the Masters, you know, the Masters tournament now. We could, we could, you know, hearken our inner Jim Nance and we started a new tradition. So, Brandon, when we win, we don't just get a bonus in, a random bonus in. No, 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 no. We get a bonus brand in. I don't know what you're going to say. This is all, this is your court, your time to shine. Brandon, you got an extra eye. Who's going to own it? Let's see. Uh, you gave me the opportunity to work in Xavier uh, Howard being pushed to the turf by DK Metcalf. That was a big one. You also gave me the opportunity to mention David Twinkletoes more in the back of the end zone with that touchdown catch. So I am going to give the in since he hasn't been mentioned to Jason Myers for kicking a 55 yard field goal in this game. Special teams doesn't give any love, get any love. And for whatever reason, I know sometimes you do pick special teams dudes, 
But uh, this is the game he gets at 55 yards out. Pete has an opportunity to take those points off the board because Miami got a penalty. It would have made it fourth and three. It was right in that range, right in that range where, you know, will they kick the field goal? Will they punt fourth and eight? Maybe if it is fourth and three in that situation, maybe they do go for it on that side of the field. But he makes it through the uprights. 55 yards. They leave the points on the board and it goes in the books as a 55 yard field goal for Jason Myers. Wow. So I, I'm, I'm blown away and it, this is fun. Like I, I like not knowing what's coming. This is this now, now I think I know how you feel except for you got to deal with me, but the, that's, that's a great, that's a great in. That is a, an unbelievable brand in so much. So Brandon, so much so that I'm going to also take that brand in that extra in the, you're in, and I'm going to crown it the MVC, the most valuable cranny because that's how good it was. That's how much of an oversight I made that you brought back to the show because Myers has been Mr. Automatica. He is a knock on wood. I'm going to say it so don't hate me when he eventually misses one. He's perfect on the season and a 55 yarder outdoors in, in a sweaty bog that is Miami-Dade Having County. Having kick through 18 layers of humidity. 96 layers of humidity plus an ozone, and he still gets it there with, with room to go. Big kick by Jason Myers. Now, I'm going to tell you the one I thought you were going to go to, which, which is all great, an extra, extra. But real quick, I thought for sure we were going to talk. We didn't mention his name yet, so we have to. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm going to curb my enthusiasm. What I'm going to do is say, why don't we take it to the flock, our favorite section, because I know people were talking about this guy from the flock. Okay, let's get right into the flock. There's, and by the way, lots of ways you can participate. If you're out on Twitter, hit me up, hit Brandon up, hashtag it 3i3o. Or if you're a paid member at gettingtheflock.com, three bucks to get into the Discord, 12, 12 to get into the Seahawkers Pod Ring of Honor on Facebook. Kind of find what works for you. Brandon, you had the beautiful MVC brand in. Why did you take it away? What's the, what's the first, you know, from the flock you want to call out? All right, let's start off with Christopher Rolfe at Agent of Bolas, and he goes to Cody Barton. And so I, I kind of want to pick Cody Barton up off the floor after we put him down on the mat on that last out. And just because we can remember back to the time, the good times with Cody good Barton sure. on that fourth play of the game where he stepped in there in the play, as Christopher says, beautiful tip to lead to an easy INT for Ryan Neal. See that that's all fine and good. And Christopher, he's a, he's a great, a great patron out there. However, he's wrong because he should have, he should have picked the ball off. So it was a beautiful play by, by Mayoa, as we discussed earlier. And then if you watch it, I wanted Barton to intercept that ball, but he puts it up in the air. And of course it all's well that ends well. Neil gets it, but Christopher, we love you out there. You're always, always participating. We appreciate it a ton. Well, who is, who is the guy that, uh, that set it up? For Karch Karai, uh, he, that's that's who Cody Barton was. He, he was yeah. the guy doing the set, so Karai could go in for the spike. That's it. Go up. We have we got to look. We got to look that up one of these days because we mentioned <laughs> Karch Karai basically, you know, fortnightly over here. I so think it was just, Steve. I, I want to say that it was Steve, I, but it just, I can't pull his last name. Is it kind of like Sting? Just just one name. <laughs> All right, here's a guy that does not have one name. In fact, he has two names, Hector Mark and the Seahawkers pod ring of honor. He goes, just heard on the fifth quarter show that we didn't have any penalties. Definitely an in. You know what, Hector? That's absolutely correct. I know we had a couple that were not claimed penalties, if you will. I don't care. No penalties. It's a clean sheet, baby. Good job. Amy in Squim, she says an in 
for the amount of time Russ has to sit in the pocket. Great job, O-line in this game. Oh, you know what a great call out, Amy. I think I saw earlier that Posick didn't allow a uh, pressure and that nobody, not one dude, was responsible for more than one pressure in this game. Now, I get it. I know the Dolphins are not world beaters on their front line. And you know what? I also don't care. A good job is a good job, period. Flocktimus Prime in with the out. Well, that sounds funny when you say it that way. He, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he brings the out and he gives it to a case of the dropsies. And yes. he may be getting at the same one that you were talking about with DK Metcalf. But really, the drop in this game went to Tyler Lockett, where he was down in the zone, takes his eye off the football. Those are ones that you have to get, Tyler. You really don't see that happening very often with Tyler Lockett. And so out for the dropsies. Yep. And we didn't talk about the the, the mama dropsies hit, hitting uh, KJ Wright either. Because he, you know, not, oh, not once, not once, not twice, but thrice that dude could have had picks. But hey, that's why we got Shaquille Griffin, because because he got his second pick of the year. It was funny because Pete Carroll did call out KJ and said that maybe he needs to spend some time with the jugs machine. Uh, after this particular game. And I'm not sure if we'll get to KJ Wright some more, but, you know, he re- he really deserves an in for this. So let's keep going through the flock and, and maybe KJ shows back up on the inside. You know what? That's a good, that's a very good point. I'm going to pit stop and an out real quick with Garen Taylor. He says, out, a new T2 on the team? He goes, Trey Trash? Time to take out the trash. Oh, Garen is coming down on Trey Flowers. And you know what? You know, it's just one of those things where, again, we want our dudes to be ballers and we could still be objective and say he's, you know, not our best corner. And that's why we got Quentin Dunbar. And that's why we want him to get healthy, get that knee right, probably take one more week off potentially because we got the bye week right after that. Trey, come on, man. Come come up with a, a play or two next week versus the Vikings if you're out there. Get right. But I can't I can't be mad at Garen for calling that one out. And in from Ella. And she points out that there is a very appropriate use of timeouts and play calling with just 24 seconds left in the first half. They get the ball, touchback. Russell Wilson drops it off to Greg Olson for a quick first down. And then on the very next play, Russell rolls out to the right just a little bit, looks out. There is David Moore, wide open, 57 yards. They get it down to the seven-yard line. They use a timeout. They take another little dump off pass to Greg Olson, use up the third timeout, and then in the end zone to Travis Homer for that last play. And just a very nice use of that 24 seconds, getting the score, going in to the half to where they, they have an opportunity to extend that, that big stat that we've talked about, 58-0. It was because of that late touchdown that puts them up 17-9 going in the half. Yeah, good job, Ella. We talked a little bit about Russell earlier, like, oh, the, the, the bad game that Russell had. Yeah, go back and watch that throw on the run, David Moore, and tell me, tell me again that he had an okay game. Right. So speaking of right, we got a nice cranny here from TSM Football in Discord. TSM, I, I need you to stand up because I, I don't know who you are. Besides- Tim and Austin. Oh, t- oh, there we go. Thank you so much, Tim and Austin. He goes in, Monet diving on the pile after losing his helmet. You know what? I like that. You got to have a little bit of a little bit of a mad dog streak in you. I saw the helmet come flying off like a rod, rock'em sock'em robot. And then I saw Monet just go after it still. I'm like, damn, that guy, that guy doesn't, he just doesn't care. He's going to be, he's going to be fine. He's got no fear and he's in there. So Tim and Austin, TSM football on discord. Great job with that beautiful cranny. Schmick at Mickey Swank on Twitter gives the in to David Moore stepping up huge in the clutch. 
that his footwork in the back of the end zone, well, all three of his plays, he had the one big catch for 57 yards, the footwork in the back of the end zone, and then on the shovel pass, his ability to bump it outside and, and pick up some nice yards too. It was a, a really nice game for David Moore. And keep in mind, that's the, the third dude who's in line for catching passes for Russell Wilson. You got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett, you got David Moore, and oh yeah, Josh Gordon could be on his way sometime soon. Philip Dorsett sitting on the bench injured. This team is just stacked at wide receivers this year. Yeah, and you say third guy in line to get to get balls, probably fourth because Olsen, right? Olsen had five oh, yeah. receptions. With the time, yeah, Greg Olsen man, was clutch in this game. He had big, that's another dude. I, I told you, Brandon, I was dripping. I was ooh, I was unlimited in this week. I was oozing with ins. That's another dude who, who deserving of one. Speaking of deserving of an in, Turd and Long, this is Turd and Long, which is just great, great punnery uh, on the Discord. Just says in, big guys hugging it out, bro. He's talking about Monet and Rush after their sack. That was a big guy sack. A big, yeah. Wait, wait, wait a second. That was a big guy hug after a big guy sack. And I'm going to embrace that every day of the week. Th- those are the moments in football where, you know, it just makes you smile. They're the, it's the hallmark moment of the game. I, I was touched. We got an end from John Ryan's face. Russell Wilson sharing his nano bubbles with Carson. And, and maybe that's <laughs> what it was getting Carson back in this game. He just had a week, you know, insert the nano bubbles into Chris Carson's veins and he will play on Sunday. Listen, all I know is better living through chemistry. I subscribe to it. And I, and I if he gives them nano bubbles and he comes out and gets uh, two tugs and 80 yards and five yards of carry, keep, keep serving them bubbles up, Russ. That's all I can say about that. Got two quick ins from Lisa in Seattle. Says, okay, I'm going to say it now. Three in, three out. In the secondary did not give up. Giant ass plays that killed us last game. Mm-hmm. Also in, no penalties. Who is this team? Great job by Lisa. Always pulling the big things out. Speaking of pulling the, the big things out, Mark Misselbrook out on Twitter, at Mark Misselbrook. You spell it like it sounds. He says, in Greg Olson with the veteran leadership. We talked about Greg Olson just before. Got to give some credit to Mr. Mark Misselbrook. Good job. How about an end to KJ Wright from Daniel Weinholz says he appeared to have found a time machine and went back five years. He was all over the place. And yes, Pete in his postgame chat on 710 ESPN, he called out one play by KJ Wright where he was on the left side of the field, ends up making the tackle of the, of the running back on the right side of the field on a screen. And how many screens did he blow up in this game? Probably three that I counted where he was just right on top of the guy as the pass was being delivered to the running back. One of them looked like it could have been a fumble that the Seahawks, you know, just didn't get the right fumble luck for, but KJ, Wright, He was leveling dudes and looking at PFF. I, I mentioned that Mayo was one of the top three. It was KJ, Wright Who finished at the top for the Seahawks defense in this game. KJ was again, all over my ledger here. He just, you know, whenever you take a soul and, and make, make no mistake, Jordan Howard has not, has not relocated his soul just yet. You're always going to end on my, on the inside of my ledger. And he had another player where he looked like freaking camp chancellor out there. One of those other dump offs where he just shoulders a dude. I'm not sure who that one was. Maybe it was Gaskin or somebody. And he just puts the, he just pancakes the guy as soon as he catches it. KJ just had a lovely, lovely game. He's getting the credit that he deserves this week and just pour it on. Pour some sugar on me, KJ. You deserve all the all the ins. All right, Clinton. It may sound weird to close this out with an out, but we have Hong Kong Hawk, who has an out, never been 5-0 and for the Seahawks franchise. 
But then he turns it around and closes it with an N, says that changes next week. We're coming for you, Minnesota. Yes, yes. I, lo- I love this. I, like this, this is the yin and the yang all wrapped in one in and one out by by Bloomy by Hong Kong Hawk. Of course. Yeah, we've never been five and oh yet. Yet. That's the word right there. Yet. Because it's about to happen. Let's do it. Hey, we really love getting all these ins and outs. If you weren't included this week, we just want to say thank you. You know, hashtag at 3i3o. We talked about the ways you can get it in there. Now, the nice part is is that we now have like an unlimited amount of these. So if you just weren't represented, it's not because we don't love you because we love all of you. It's just that this can't be four and a half hours long. Otherwise, because Brandon's got to go eat and I got to go do things with my kids. But we love you from the flock. Great job by getting these this from the flock segment because this is what it's all about. The show is growing, Clinton. This is awesome news whenever you have more feedback than you can possibly fit into the show. And uh, what a great week. 4-0 for the Seahawks. Can't wait to be back here next week talking about another game against the Vikings. And I think with that, Clinton, there's only one thing left to say. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.